3: put the spring back into your step and into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply.
0: Bernstein at homes. Middays 10 to 2. On 670 The Score and 670thescore.com in Odyssey Station.
4: Phil Rogers for NBC5 did a walkthrough of SoFi Stadium.
1: We wanted to see a stadium that somebody built with their own money because it looks like that's where the Bears are inevitably headed if they build in Arlington Heights. And the number one stadium in the United States that was built with private money is SoFi Stadium.
5: Beloved colleague Phil Rogers, do not talk to him about Oklahoma State the other day. <laughs> Don't oh, I, do that.
4: You can ask him if he's a man, if he's 40.
0: Come after me! I'm a man! I'm 40.
4: Wow I I wasn't expecting Phil to get the full treatment, but he did Mike Rankin with the full treatment for for a TV legend here in Chicago. Phil Rogers of NBC 5
1: I am in in awe that you you look you can do anything if you can uh, you brought back Gundy's 40 rant you brought you, 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 you've got I, I know the words to the song you just played but um, and there's rightham Cowboys oh my gosh.
5: We tried. We tried to roll out the orange carpet for you, You Phil. You
1: really did, which is more than Mike Gundy did in that bowl game two
4: nights ago. It's the truth. The voice that you hear alongside my partner, Layla Rahimi, is that of NBC5's Phil Rogers. And the reason that we wanted to get Phil, and man, I'm really glad that we, had as a show, had the idea because Phil's retiring at the end of the day. This is it. They they take my ID away at
1: the end of the day. Isn't yeah. that crazy? This is my last broadcasting event right here.
5: Oh, I'm so sorry.
4: Now that that <laughs> is <laughs> awesome for us.
5: Let's just pretend like it was yesterday. It was a wonderful send off. And you know it what's was. funny? It was amazing. So Lawrence had the idea at the same time you had the idea.
1: Oh, really? Yes. Yeah, because we <laughs> wanted to come over and talk about this. You know, uh, because this the, the the potential move to Arlington Heights is. I think it's kind of out of mind right now, and Mm -hmm. it shouldn't be because it's happening right now. I mean, they're probably having meetings today about it.
4: Well, Phil offered, he wanted to talk with the people about this. So we want to give you an opportunity. I have unlocked the phone lines. 312-644-6767 is the number. If you would like to talk about the the Bears possibly moving to Arlington Heights and whether or not you expect, to be on the hook as a taxpayer for whatever it is that they build in Arlington Heights. 312-644-6767. We will get to your phone calls, your text messages on the subject a little bit later on. I want to start with the feature because that's what caught me. I was watching NBC5 and I saw you do the feature of you going, it was before Sunday Night Football, and you, you went to SoFi Stadium. Why?
1: We wanted to see a stadium that was built with private money. And I, because that's sort of where this whole thing is, is headed, there's no appetite whatsoever for public money to build a stadium. Certainly not in Illinois. And especially because of the disastrous deal that was made on Soldier Field uh, now 20 years ago uh, when they renovated it and created, you know, what do they call it? It looks like a spaceship crashed into the Parthenon. And when that deal was done, I think a lot of people thought, "Wow, well, this is a good deal. It's gonna, you know, it's gonna be financed with, uh, you know, visitors to the city. It's it's gonna be paid off." Uh, wh- what we've shown through numbers we got is it doesn't even. It's worse than ever.
4: What what they did. What type? How bad is it?
5: The numbers that we were given just now by his producer Shelby. Hi, Shelby.
4: Shout out to Shelby. <laughs> yeah, I used to work with Shelby.
5: And I think this <laughs> is important for for people like me who maybe moved here after that date after 2002 it was 399 million in 2002 and they now owe 640 million dollars
1: yeah they owe nearly twice as much as what was originally borrowed and i think when people hear that they say well how is that even possible but you know they refinanced the deal a couple of times it was always going to be backloaded it's going to co- end up costing over a billion dollars what you see there on the lakefront smallest stadium in the nfl no parking it's going to end up costing over a billion dollars when everything is said and done. And remember, that's into the into the early 2030s. So if the Bears
4: leave, you're still paying for it. So once you got out to SoFi, what struck you about a privately funded venture like this? Well,
1: if people have seen SoFi, if they if they saw the Super Bowl or if they watch Rams and Chargers games, what you're seeing there is is a stadium that was built with private money by a guy named Stan Kroenke who owns the Rams, and, but he's a real estate developer. And Stan Kroenke had $5 billion to build SoFi on his own. Now, SoFi is not just SoFi. It is, it is also an entire entertainment and business district that is built on the side of the old Hollywood Park racetrack. If that sounds familiar Mm. to you, it's almost exactly the same size of plot of land, about 300 acres. It's exactly what the Bears are talking about doing. They want to build retail. They want to build restaurants. They want to possibly even residential. That's exactly what Kroenke did. Now, here's the difference. Stan Kroenke had $5 billion. The McCaskies don't have $5 billion. I mean, you could argue what the franchise is worth, but their money is tied up in the team. So they'd have to use some rather creative financing. But we've talked to people, Mark Gannis, who you may have even had on this show, and he pointed out there are a lot of ways you can finance this without having to go to the public sector. You know, the NFL will chip in money that is – they do loans – among the owners, uh, in fact, the Soldier Field de- deal was done with a loan from the NFL. So it's possible to do this without going to the state of Illinois, and I think that's good because I don't think many are going to want to do that.
4: I also, I really like that you pointed that out too, Phil. And Phil Rogers of NBC5 is here with us in studio. The way that, that the ownership is structured for the Bears and the way that like, the McCaskies as a family, it's not like they have, like this is, this is not their side hustle. This is how they make their money. When you look at other owners around the NFL, Jerry Jones does oil. You know what I mean? Stan Kroenke does real estate. Robert Kraft does a little bit of everything. And then they happen to also own a team. With the McCaskies, it is not that way. And I I think one of the fascinating things about it, and I, I still believe that Virginia will probably outlive us all, but if she passes away, the ownership structure of the Bears is such that I wonder if it'll be cost prohibitive for the McCaskey family to even own the Bears
1: you at know, that point. That's a wonderful question. And 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 one of the things we have talked about and cannot be lost on anybody, and I think a lot of people forget this, when you look at the McCaskey family, Virginia McCaskey, daughter of Papa Bear Hallis, who was sitting in the Hupmobile showroom in, in 1920, when, when they formed the National Football League, when they elected Jim Thorpe as the first president of the league, I mean, I mean, the DNA of the entire National Football League goes through this family. It's in the interests of the NFL, for the Bears to succeed, for, for the Bears to become a showplace franchise. So they will want to see something happen. Uh, You know, it's kind of sad because the Bears are kind of a backwater franchise right now. They've kind of been left behind performance-wise. And I think that there's a lot of interest nationally in seeing that change.
5: That's encouraging to hear. One of the pieces of your work that you've done recently is something that I think we should really also focus in on. And unlike the rest of the country, unlike the other football stadiums, there's layers of bureaucracy here in Chicago. That the Bears are working with that simply don't exist in other places, even when those stadiums are publicly funded. And I wanna make that very clear for people who might not know. Yeah. Jerry Jones and the Dallas Cowboys are not working with a park district to manage that surface or any part of that stadium. And that was the way it was with Texas Stadium, for example. Mm -hmm. And I think it's important that you point out the correspondence that's happened recently regarding Ted Phillips, who's still very much the team's current president and the city to get to this point because this didn't have to be this way either.
1: No, and and in fact what happened was we filed a freedom of information request with the mayor's office for the for the correspondence with the bears over the last few years. We wanted to see, you know, what's been, what's been the talk among the city and the bears to try to do a deal. And what it revealed more than anything is you you, of course you can't you can't file a request like that with the bears but you can file it with the city and you get the documents and what those what those emails and letters revealed was just how toxic the relationship is right now today between the bears and the city of chicago and a lot of it goes to you know just the the efforts to do something at soldier field it all goes back to when they wanted to do a sports book at soldier field and that fell completely flat and um you know, just everything that the Bears and the city talk about in those emails, the back and forth is just very bitter.
5: To have a sports book, let's conceptualize say the city had said yes. And I think part of the reason the city said no is because of what the dialogue was at Wrigley Field, how that had to be a discussion about whether or not the city was going to be cannibalized. I don't think they should say that from a place of competition like the reason you have the team is, is or gambling is the team like that's the, the entity that you're you're using for that for that uh, venue but in this case if there had been a sports book at soldier field if they had entertained that discussion from the very beginning not thinking about perhaps the gambling interest or a competition
1: mm-hmm.
5: do you think that this would be a different discussion right now and would you even it, be talking about arlington heights at all
1: i think it might be I think at least it would have been a level of collegiality that that would have shown that they were kind of on the same page. The Bears were not happy with the way Soldier Field is. It, it's again, it's the smallest stadium in the National.
4: 61,500 and it doesn't have a roof on it. Yeah. Like and 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 this is one of the things that was inside the the piece where Phil had been working on, it's not as if there's really any room to build on it because of landmark status and quite honestly because you have other landmark status things there. There's the firemen's um, and, and the and the police. Mm-hmm. The thing that's right behind Soldier Field. It's almost impossible to make Soldier Field worthy of where the NFL is going in the next five to ten years. Until
5: yeah. they did the study after the fact.
4: Yeah, uh,
1: and, and 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 and. But but to your point about municipal stadiums. That era is just over in the National Football League. I mean, the days when the you know when the Green Bay Packers would come down to Milwaukee and play a few games at County Stadium. I mean, this just doesn't happen in the NFL anymore. and and you're what you're really seeing is the contrast between the old Mapa ownership of the league of, of league franchises, and now it's a very different breed. Now, there are still, You know, the the Roonies and and some of the the, the other folks. The Maras. Yeah, the Maras. and, And, you know, you can go back and still see some of that original family interest in the league. But it's changing. The ownership of the franchises is changing. I don't think anybody is advocating, although some of your callers might say it's time for the McCaskies to turn loose of the team. But... I think what they're saying is it just has to be operated differently. It has to take a different approach. And I think that's really what the Bears are looking at right now. They're saying, we want out of this deal. We want something we can control.
5: Forgive my ignorance on this, but when you say part of that 2002 loan was financed by the NFL, is all of it financed by the NFL? No,
1: no. Uh, the majority of the money came through a, a – um, through through. Money that would be coming in basically from conventioners, hotel-motel taxes. The, but a couple of things happened. We got the numbers. Those were upside down many years. And then when the pandemic hit, there weren't any hotel-motel customers. And, and so as a result, it really got upside down during those years.
4: Phil, do you think the bears are going to go to the taxpayer for this? Do you think that they'll say, hey, well, sure, that's what they did out in California, but California plays by different rules than Illinois does? We've already heard some rumblings that they've asked some stuff that's not football related from people in Arlington Heights. Do you think they're going to try and, and get public money for this?
1: There's been talk about a tax scheme that kind of goes to something relating to a TIF and without, without getting too technical on this. What that seems to be is an effort to lock in what their property taxes and what their taxing would be and where the money would go to the, the individual taxing districts kind of lock in a rate for a while. I don't think that you're going to see, and by the way, my crystal ball has never functioned tremendously well. That's I, I, not I, true. I'm better at covering news as it happens rather than before it happens. But <laughs> I, I, if I was a betting man and I'm not, I would say the Bears are not going to seek public money on this, that they're going to try to find a way to build it otherwise.
4: Okay. I mean, that that makes me happy. But you said that you wanted to talk with the people, right?
1: I'm interested in hearing what, what the public thinks about 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 public financing and about the very idea of moving
5: that's it to me too is that it didn't have to come to this and i don't know that a lot of people even realize that and that after the fact they decided to say the city oh now we'll consider putting a dome on a stadium
1: oh and and that ship had sailed that the the emails show that by the time mayor lightfoot came out this summer with this two billion dollar dome idea the bears were
4: Bears were done. Her approach to this has also been very, very interesting. And I think that there was, um, well, I mean, you're retiring, so I could get real feisty about this. (laughs) Um, I think that, that she went in with a style that is not conducive to dealing with people who run teams in the NFL.
1: Well, no, I mean, you're speaking of that infamous email where they and this, what they did, and in the emails we saw, they sent the Bears a copy of her statement. And that was the statement where she said the Bears should concentrate on being relevant in October and beating the Packers,
4: beating Green Bay. And you can imagine how well that sat at Howis Hall. It did not, (laughs) I, I can tell you from my own digging. It did not go over well. No. And considering the history between the Bears and the Park District and the Bears in the city of Chicago, it was kind of one of those, really? That's what we're on? I Bet. Know. How about we leave? So yeah. that's kind of where things are. But She
5: spoke with her sports fan hat, yeah. not her mayor hat. And that's
4: and she needed to speak with her, like her we know most she's conciliatory. A big fan. I don't care if she's a big fan or not. Like the, if you were trying to get the Bears to stay, the fan approach was not the approach that you should have taken. You should have taken the approach of, this is big business. This is billions of dollars.
5: And diplomacy and, with your tenant. Right.
4: And, put, and putting your <laughs> Bears starter jacket on. And and your Grabowski sweater was not the right approach. Do they still do they still make starter? Yeah, jackets? you
5: still get. If there was a one person jacket. who I think would probably still have a bear starter jacket, yeah. I I wouldn't put it past the mayor. I think well, she would have that. She's for sure. a, she's a she's legitimate in her sports fandom, but correct time and place matters. Remember
1: here. though, she was wearing her political hat. She was she was that that message was made for public consumption. The, the, I'm not
4: sure it landed there either, Phil. The,
1: the renderings of the stadium were made for public consumption. I don't think that there was any
4: thought. As as a as a Southsider, as someone who's only seven minutes from Soldier Field, I was just like, "Really? That's that's what you're doing? I yeah, know. that's what you've got. Yeah, I know."
5: And that's what makes me sad about this is I live the life of covering stadiums. Even in Houston, it's still a little farther away. And I really do appreciate a stadium being in the city like it is. And you're right, Phil. It's not just games. We forget about that. It's not just eight or nine a year. It's concerts. It's Final Fours. It's bringing those public goods that should be here in Chicago, like we just saw with the WNBA and the NBA All-Star Game, and being viable for that. And really – that is a place that can house it, even though it's a little smaller than maybe everybody would have liked. I still I, I have a place in my heart for the cities that keep the actual stadium in the stadium, even though I know it's okay. It's okay to go to the suburbs. But mm-hmm. I, I think you're right. We've gotten a lot of people texting in and yeah, I really appreciate that. But, but we, we need the we calls. need you to call us. Yes.
4: Actually <laughs> the texts are fine, but feels yeah. like wants to talk to you Well, about there is this. the
1: guy here that says, I got my dad a Bears starter jacket for Christmas. Yeah, you can still get them.
5: Yeah. All of that can also be relayed over the phone. And this is going to be used on NBC5. We want to make that clear. But yeah, please call in. Phil wants to hear from you. And that's why, that's a big reason we're doing this. We, we want to hear from people.
4: 312-644-6767 is the number. This is what we're going to do. We're going to line up some phone calls for Phil on this subject. You can talk to him about how you feel as a Bears fan as a resident of Chicago as a resident of Arlington Heights how do you feel as a resident of the state of Illinois and wondering if your your tax bill is going to be connected to this stadium we're going to take a break we're going to load up the phone lines and then we're going to talk with you next here on the score
0: Dan Bernstein, Lawrence Holmes, middays 10 to 2 on 670 The Score and 670thescore.com in Odyssey Station.
4: Bears. We are talking about the Bears here on The Score. NBC5's Phil Rogers is nice enough to come and hang out with us and tell us everything that he learned on his trip to SoFi as he's trying to figure out what the Bears do with Arlington Heights. He also said that he wanted to talk with people. Meaning, you, the Bears fan. So, we are going to give you his wish 312 644 6767. Now, Phil, you're good with this, right? I really wanted to hear what people think. Okay. All right. All right. I know we're at least in good hands with the first call because it's Mario in Hyde Park. Hello, Mario. You're on the score.
0: Hey, what's up, y'all? Happy New Year, Lawrence and Layla. And Phil, you are the blankety-blank goods, man. Congratulations on your retirement.
1: Oh, you are too Um, kind. Thank you.
0: um, There's a strong probability that Mayor Lori Lightfoot will not be mayor after this election. Knowing what we know about how she negotiated or didn't negotiate any of this properly, Is there any stretch of a a possibility that another mayor comes in and approaches the Bears and says, look, we have land available without gentrifying any part of it. We can get you what you want. Can they get back to the table with the Bears, you think, and not go to Arlington Heights? Because like Layla, I would hate to see them leave Chicago. I'm probably on an island. I just I I don't want them to leave. I want them to stay in the city.
1: I think that you, you raise a really good good question. You raise the political question. The, here, here's, there's just a practical answer to this, and that is they're looking at a 300-acre site in, in Arlington Heights, which they would control. They could build anything there they want in addition to the stadium. The, the question is, is there an equivalent site in the city of Chicago that the, the, the Chicago could even offer? I mean, when, when Stan Kroenke built SoFi, that was, that was a site that just dropped out of the sky. And, and it was the biggest available parcel in Los Angeles, believe it or not. Right now, the biggest available parcel in the Chicagoland area is Arlington Heights. And so the question is, what could the city of Chicago offer that would give not only the space for a stadium, but also this development that the Bears hope to make?
4: Let's go out to Naperville and talk with Jeff. Hey, Jeff, you're on The Score with Phil Rogers. Hey, guys, how are you? Happy New Year.
0: Phil, congratulations on your retirement. Really Thank appreciate you. everything you've contributed to Chicago sports over the long years. Thank you. But uh, I'm, I'm all for the Bears moving to Arlington Heights. I grew up in Arlington Heights, um, went to Buffalo Grove High School. I've been a Bears fan since I was five years old. I think that the city of Chicago has done nothing but hinder the Chicago Bears becoming one of these elite franchises. They don't have any control over their money. I used to work at Soldier Field for one of the concession companies that would run the concessions, uh, and the United Club, the Cadillac Club, way back when it was the Cadillac Club. And the amount of money that the Chicago Bears have to actually pay to the city of Chicago keeps them from really doing anything that any of these clubs can do with all of this money that they have. So I think this site is fantastic. I think what they can do is really turn the Chicago Bears around because they're going to have areas of income that they've never had possible before.
1: Can I just ask, is, sure. is he still, still there? there? Yeah. Can I just ask, you would feel that way even if it weren't for the fact that you're from Arlington Heights?
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. I. It was just nice to, you know to hear that they were moving into, you know, my hometown. I used to I used to watch Walter Payton work out on his hill, you know. Um, yeah, I, I love the fact that they're able to have their own stadium, that they're not hindered by politics and bullcrap and park districts. Sorry if I use the wrong word there.
4: Um well, bullcrap's all right them. No, yeah. we, we get the point, Jeff. And and yeah, that that is something that they won't necessarily have to deal with in Chicago. I would say, though, don't discount the politics of building a stadium no matter where it is.
5: And also be reminded that the salary cap, at least for the on-field product, is very much, as we unfortunately know, still in play because the Bears are trying to get out from a lot of those payments too. <laughs> the, uh, the salary cap situation with paying certain people who aren't on the team anymore.
4: Hey, we got someone from Arlington Heights that says, Hey, John, you're on the score. Hey, Phil and uh, Lawrence, thanks so much for taking my call.
0: I appreciate it. The Bears got to get this done, you guys. Um, think about this. As you already stated, you have a 300-acre parcel. But not only that, you have access for Metro trains to get people from the city um, to the stadium. You also have highways that are very accessible. And there's another aspect to this that I've never heard anyone talk about. When you're talking about the NFL in 2022, 2023, the next 10 years, when we're talking about recruiting top talent, you have to also think about facilities. And when we have the third largest market and the smallest stadium, guys, it doesn't make sense. Let's get it done. Let's get a, let's get a beautiful state-of-the-art stadium, and uh, let's go Bears.
4: I, I always like to remind this when this is said. There is also a Metro line that drops you off right in front of Soldier Field. I, I know that people tend to, like, discount people who live in the south and the south suburbs but there's literally a metro rail right there. the The actual exit for is called Soldier Field. Like that's the name of the stop. Is Soldier Field. So just, I always wonder: like, do people actually know, or do they just assume that? Oh, there's going to be a metro line that runs out there to Arlington Heights. There's literally one that runs. All the way now, it's stretched all the way down to Bourbonnais that comes down to Soldier Field. Just saying. People forget.
3: We should go
2: to Abdul next, Lawrence. Abdul on line 10 there.
4: Okay, I can do that. Hey, Abdul, you're on the score. What's on your mind? Hey, how you doing, brother? Uh, I don't
0: mind that the Bears are going to Arlington Heights. I love the city of Chicago. I thought Lightfoot played her hand way too late. We could have been... Been redid Soldier Field in the 1980s, the 1990s, and we would have never had this problem. The Bears are now just trying to be a state-of-the-art team, worth of that third highest uh, franchise in the NFL, and I think we're we're about time that we had the best stadium in the NFL.
1: You know, there's there's one thing that we didn't talk about, and that and and but I'm so glad he said that, and that is. When the mayor, we, we failed to mention one other thing the mayor said. She said, Well, if they leave, I'll just bring another team here. Uh, that's never going to happen. I, you know,
4: so for- it was such a ridiculous thing, and it, it showed a lack of knowledge of how the NFL franchises work, which was really disappointing. If you can't figure out my tone about how this whole conversation is gone, Phil, well, the fact that she didn't know what the rules were when it came to NFL franchisee relocation was disappointing as the person who was in charge of the city.
1: When they when the Chargers moved from San Diego, it was an over six hundred dollar payment. OK, uh, I mean, six hundred million dollars, six hundred million dollars to move the Chargers to Los Angeles.
5: The NFL also was very much a part of that. It yeah. wasn't just another municipal entity's call or a franchise. The NFL had to say something about. Oh, it. Oh, yeah.
1: And in fact, it was always going to be two teams. Correct. Yeah. And so, I mean, the NFL orchestrated that whole thing and it gets a little complicated with the way Stan Kroenke was in it and there were other stadiums in the mix.
5: And he's in a lawsuit with the city of St. Louis that's gotten a lot of publicity.
1: Exactly. The but the but the bottom line is and Lawrence you just you just touched on this and that is the National Football League is not looking to expand in the United States. If any expansion would happen, it would probably happen in Europe or somewhere else. If so then it would be a question of relocating an existing franchise to Chicago to be the second team no, no existing franchise is going to relocate to Chicago to play at Soldier
4: Field. And guess who has veto power over that? The Bears do. If you're within a 75 mile radius, so like even the like it it, it annoyed me that the concept of it was thrown out there as a piece of political red meat by the mayor of Chicago without her actually having the facts on what she was throwing out there. Mm. I'm sorry, Phil. I know I'm putting you in a spot, man. What are they
5: going to do, fire him? <laughs> yeah, that's a good point.
4: That's a good point. That's really a good point. You
5: got your chance to speak, Phil. That's for sure. We're we, we are listening.
4: Hey, Steve in St.
2: Charles, you're on the score. Hi there, Lawrence. Hi, Layla. How are you? Happy New Year, guys. Phil, thank you very much for doing this. I've been a Channel 5 guy, Layla, all my life. Yay. Anyways, I swore I wasn't ever going to call up the score and say this. I'm one of the longtime season ticket holders. And I was curious about the financing aspect of the of this plan to move to Arlington Heights. Has there been any mention of them increasing or adding additional personal seat licenses to help finance this new stadium? I,
1: I am so glad you asked that question, and I want your, your, your thoughts on this. Uh, the Bears haven't said. We spoke with Mark Gannis, who is very knowledgeable about these things and has helped some teams negotiate deals uh, on these things. He said he would be shocked if the bears did not uh, impose brand new seat licenses on everyone, including existing ticket holders. Now there might be some kind of an arrangement with existing season ticket holders where they would get maybe a discount, but it's not like you're going to get to move your seat license from soldier field to a new stadium in Arlington Heights. What would your thoughts on that be?
2: I was under the impression that our personal seat license was good for thirty years.
1: I think that that would be the case, probably if it was at Soldier Field. Now,
2: so you think that they're going to start over from scratch and say, in order to keep the seats that you have, give us eight, ten thousand dollars a seat for what you're owning?
1: Of course, we don't know, but that is what we are understanding has been done in other places, and also between now remember one other thing and this is really important we haven't even touched on this there are no naming rights at Soldier Field you know because of its landmark status because of it it's a war memorial things like that the, the, the amount of money teams make off of naming it's just an astronomical amount of money you know you know talk talk to the folks that own the united center so you know the Bears would have a naming rights deal at a suburban stadium, and also would probably go back to the well on seat licenses, and those would be two of the largest sources of funding for building the stadium.
5: I think it's really important you bring that up. We just won't bring up the the FTX funding. Yeah, Miami I mean the, the cryptocurrency rates. is yeah. probably not a
4: great yeah. idea not, right now to allow them no. to. Yeah,
1: good deals are available on I- that. Yeah.
5: I think it's also a good question to ask when we're talking about the money and we mentioned the salary cap, like on field product, that, that is a number decided by the NFL. But when it comes to where this money could be seen, like the extra money people pay for the tickets, how this money could be reinvested, your piece about the video board at SoFi, I thought was very interesting and just how that would, might come into play for the experience of a fan.
1: Well, you know, it's funny um, when we spoke to the Rams about that, they speak of the closet-to-closet closet experience. In other words, when a, when a football fan gets up in the morning and puts on that starter jacket and gets in the car and drives through rush hour traffic and, or, or you know expressway traffic to get to the stadium, to tailgate, to go to the game, to get out, they are interested in, in, in that entire block of time. Uh, you know. In other words, what's that experience going to be like for the guy that is shelling out that much money to go to the stadium right now. What's that experience like at Soldier Field? It's difficult. I mean, if you want to go to Soldier Field, largely the way you get there is you walk. Right. And and it's not conducive to that experience.
4: All right, Phil. I got time to take one more call. Ray, which one you want me to take?
3: I think we should go with Jr. in Indiana.
4: All right, Jr. in South Bend. All right, Jr. You're on the score.
2: Hey, how are you guys? Thanks for letting me be your last guy here. All right, what you got? My question is, well, first of all, I am very happy to see the Bears leaving Chicago. The the field, because of the Park District, has been just an embarrassment year after year. What was the concert that they had, like, two weeks before the... uh, first game here the field's always a mess so but that being said going to arlington heights i consider arlington heights like yeah as a south sider i consider that the last major town before you hit the wisconsin line there you're going to have a lot of south siders and, and and even west siders that are probably not going to be as willing to take that trip you know that's an hour drive you know versus you know just hopping uh you know the dan ryan and being there in no time so, what do you think long term? I mean, it's gonna. I think it's going to turn the Bears into a different kind of product. Yeah, I think the Grabowski era is going to be over with it. What's your thoughts on that?
1: You know, I think that this, this is where let me let me ask you as a Texas as a former Texas resident what was the what was the distance from downtown Dallas to either Irving or Arlington.
5: From the former Oklahoma resident. Let's just get that (laughs) straight. Phil and I laugh about it. Uh, For for us, it was just the accepted table stakes, right? Like you just knew the stadium was here and you went there and that was the end of it. Uh, That's why I am sentimental toward the accessibility of having ballparks in the city, having the United Center be where it is, having Soldier Field be where it is. But in the studies that I've done, and this was a big area of focus for me in school, was that Number one, football stadiums typically provide the least amount of impact on the economic base because of the number of events. And then number two... That is something that should be taken to a ballot if the public should or should not pay for it. That is the mm-hmm. only way to get the accurate read on if the public wants to or not.
1: Yeah, and if we if we go through all but of that this, that was
5: that was before the pandemic. That was before Jerry World, the billion dollar stadium. That was, and they used eminent domain for a lot of that. But you just accepted that as part of the part of the day. You knew you were going to have to go a long way, hour plus, to get somewhere. The traffic coming back from a game is just accepted. But that's a different lifestyle than what we have here. Well,
1: and remember, in so many NFL cities, you know, I mean, the San Francisco 49ers don't play in San Francisco. The New York Jets and the Giants don't. Not only do they not play in New York City, they don't play in the state of New York. Right. So, so, I mean, the era when teams were located in the downtown area of their franchise name it's. Right, largely becoming a thing of the past.
5: It's not as common. And but, I think part of the reason that it was possible in L.A. was because of where they wanted to put it. But I was hearing reports about that or rumors about that from people in Southern California as early as 2010. Well, oh, they've
1: been talking a long time. And even when this deal was done, there were three competing stadium schemes before Kroenke won with this site.
5: Yeah, I, I just think when it comes to the number of home days you're talking about for Bears games, and they are important. God knows we talk about them. I, I feel like it's just something you accept as a change to get to where you need to be.
1: Yeah, and, and, and again, you if you have a—and Lawrence, you didn't even allude to this, but, but if you've got a stadium with a roof on it that is enclosed, that can have the Final Four in it, when we were at SoFi, Stevie Nicks was getting ready to come there, you know. I mean, you have concerts, you have all kinds of things that are— kind of difficult to do when it's snowing and it's 20 below 0. Mm-hmm. Right. And I, mean, I think that's SoFi's a- getting ready to have the the you know the the college football championship.
5: And that's it. They have more events and I think that's how you make it viable. Is that what you found in your study?
1: Absolutely. I mean, you know, I mean Soldier Field is limited. not only is Soldier Field limited because of weather. They're also lo- limited because of the Bears lease during any time surrounding the football season. The Bears have an iron- ironclad you know grip on the stadium. Uh, they have say over any other events.
4: All right, I don't know
5: that people knew that. Thank you for sharing.
4: Yeah, that's the other reason why Arlington Heights makes a lot of sense for the Bears, because they can put their own concerts and the Final Four and National Championship Games and everything else, whereas now they don't have the ability to do that, and they do have to deal with Soldier Field putting Kanye on the Soldier Field grass and having him build a house two days before game on the Soldier Field grass, or Metallica coming in there, or the Beatles coming in there, and and, and Wait, be- Lawrence, if
1: you can get the Beatles at Soldier Field, sign me up.
4: I'm- You're in? <laughs> yeah. Phil, we appreciate your time, man. Thank you so much for coming down. I hope we got what you needed for you. Hey,
1: this is wonderful. Your callers are, are wonderful. You guys are great. It was an honor to be here.
5: We're going to miss you, Phil. Congratulations on an absolutely fabulous career.
1: Thank you very much. It's been wonderful. It's, uh, it's, I've gotten to work with amazing people like both of you at Channel 5, and I've just uh, had the time of my life.
4: That's Phil Rogers of NBC5. You doing a hit today? This is going to be on what time?
1: Uh, This actually uh, is my last thing that I am doing. This is it. This is my after. (laughs) uh, Just down the hall is WBBM. I worked there uh, when it was over at a different building. Uh, My broadcasting career ends at uh, 6 o'clock today. Wow. You are the
4: best, sir. Thank you for your time.